0: My name is Kayla Keith, and this is Missing Midwest, a true crime podcast telling the stories of those gone missing from right here in the Midwest. Today's episode is about a young couple in love. Lives cut short, a fire in the middle of the night. One person is dead and one is missing. Ex-boyfriends, strange men in town, freshly dug graves. 35 years later, we don't know who killed Rebecca or where Stephen is. This is Missing Midwest, and someone knows something. Hello. What's up? You excited?
1: Episode one, here we go. I
0: know, I am excited. So, this case, so I just like, I just dove in and just started like, just Googled for a really long time of missing people in the Midwest. Um, And this is one of the first ones I found. It's actually one of the first ones I researched. I have a whole bunch of cases going at any given time, but I really, this one was really interesting. It really pulled me in. So I'm excited to tell you about it.
1: I'm excited to hear about it. You've been telling me for like weeks. Oh, I can't wait to tell you this, but I want to wait till we start shooting. I I know. I I didn't want to tell you
0: anything about it until we were recording so you can get like a genuine reaction. Nothing about this case. No, you don't. Okay. So are you you ready? Let's go. I'm going to tell you the story. All right. Okay. So this is about Stephen Hendricks and Rebecca Harvey. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to start in Washington, Indiana. You know where that is? No, no, me neither. Um, it is down Southwest Indiana. It's a, it's kind of a small town population. Um, we're in 1990, no, 1988 here, 1988. We're in 1988. It was like 11,500 people. Okay. So not too big. Right. I don't know if this helps you or not, but they have $3 generals.
1: That that's a scale. On that's how a scale a small in town. Midwest. Yeah.
0: That's a scale I'm gonna use. Okay. <laughs> so three dollar generals. So we're like medium sized. We're town from here.
1: Greentown, there's one dollar general, so it's three times as big. Exactly. Population wise, it works out too.
0: It does. Hmm. That's a that's literally the Midwest scale. Our of new size scale. Here,
1: so. Our Midwest scale is how many. Three dollar generals?
0: generals in Washington, Indiana. That's where we're at. So it's nineteen eighty eight. Okay. Stephen Hendricks, he was born July 26, 1966. So he, would, um, he was 22 years old when he went missing. He'd be 56 years old today. So he went missing on September 5, 1988. He is considered missing and endangered. He is not considered deceased. He was a white male, brown hair, hazel eyes, Five feet seven, so pretty average guy. Like I said, he was living in Washington and he had actually just moved in his girlfriend with him. They actually got engaged about a week before and they moved in together. So they're young, they're in love. Rebecca was 18. They were planning a wedding, 22, 18 years old. They were just, I I read lots of comments about how just they were really great people. I heard um, Rebecca was a really sweet girl. They said she was just super kind. Steven, people said he would just do anything for anyone. His boss said he was a really hard worker. His sister, um, she said he was caring, funny, very protective. He liked to work on cars and ride motorcycles. He really um, enjoyed his family. And then she actually said that three days before the incident happened, she met Rebecca over the phone for the first time, and she said her brother was just so excited to get married. They were truly in love. So, yeah, they were just, they were doing it. Rebecca had just gotten a job at a local pizza shop. Stephen, he worked at a local body shop, Craney's Body Shop, which is still there in Washington today. Um, But he worked there. He worked on cars, like I said, married, living together. They were working to pay for a wedding, newly engaged couple. And so they were just living together. Living life, doing the thing. You know what's stressful? Buying and selling a house. Just over a year ago, we were in the middle of the process, and it was overwhelming. I am so thankful that we had someone like Amber to guide us through the process. She knew what to do and when to do it. You were so concerned about pricing and loans, and I was just concerned with the colors and the layout. Ugh, you remember that?
1: Yes. Amber kept everything in mind, and we are in our dream house because of her. If you are looking to buy or sell in or around the Howard County area, you have to give Amber a call. Or you can just give her a text 765 865
0: You can follow her on Facebook at Amber White Realtor slash Broker with Carrie Gruel and Associates. She posts the latest listings, giveaways, and even helpful home tips.
1: We are so grateful for Amber and all her help.
0: So on September 5th, 1988, early morning hours, uh, there was a fire at Stephen's house. It was the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. Um, he lived on Oak Grove Road, which was just like the main road through the center of town. And he lived on the very west end of town. So... Almost out of town, um, but still, like, he was still considered in town, Oak Grove Road. Um, so the neighbors were woken up in the middle of the night by smoke. They smelled smoke. And when they looked outside, the house was, like, completely on fire. Um, and so they called 911, and they were really concerned because Stephen and Rebecca's cars were there. And they knew you know, they knew Steven, they knew that his girlfriend had just moved in. And so they were really concerned. And they told firefighters like their cars are here. They're, they might be in there. Right. Um, and so firefighters were working. They tried to get the fire out and get in there and see it was actually, it was so hot. The fire was burning so hot. It melted the paint and like scorched the paint of the cars in the driveway. Um, and so they were really concerned that people were in there. And so they, they get the fire out, you know, nobody came outside while they were fighting the fire. So they're, they're obviously nervous and scared and they were fearing that, you know, Rebecca and Steven, were home. Um and so once they had the fire under control, they went inside um and they didn't they didn't find anything downstairs. But um when they went upstairs, unfortunately, they did find Rebecca and um they found her body on her bed. Um and she had she had died in the fire. Um she was actually burned alive mm. in the fire, which is just like Terrible. I can't even imagine that. So obviously they're like, where is Stephen? Like you have a woman who's dead and her boyfriend's missing, like, where is he? Um, and so obviously, I mean, in any true crime case, the husband did it, right? He wasn't a husband yet, but that's just kind of the thing. It's a stigma. It is, but it's usually pretty accurate too. But So they're obviously looking for Steven. Um, they, um, it actually took the coroner a couple days to identify her because she was that badly burned, and they what they found out was that the fire actually started under her bed. Someone had actually... Um, they, they did rule out like, fortunately, I guess if you can say that she was dead before the fire started, um, the coroner said that, um, there was no, you know, soot in her lungs. And so she was dead on the bed when the fire started, but somebody had poured gasoline all over the bed and started the fire. So it actually started in her bedroom, on the bed. Um, and so they, they, they confirmed that it was her and they confirmed that the fire started there. So they ruled it, you know, it's arson. Somebody did this on purpose. Um, it was obviously, it was not an accident. And so um, a lot of people said that um, she was actually tied to the bed. There, if, you, if you read online, there's a lot of rumors that she was tied to the bed. She was not tied down. Um, one of the – Sergeant Brock Warney, he was of the Indiana State Police, he, he said that was not true. There was no evidence of any ropes or any, like, ligatures that she was tied to the bed. Um, so that is why they believe as well that she was dead um, because – yeah, you know, if you weren't tied down, you wouldn't stay sure. there yeah. while the house was on fire. So, um, and the remain and her remains did indicate to them that she was lying like motionless on the bed. So she was she was definitely deceased before the fire started. Um, but regardless, it was obviously not an accident. It was definitely arson. They had um, the point where the fire had started and the gasoline, um, but there was no sign of Stephen. Like he's completely gone. Um, neighbors told the police while they were there um, that this was his truck. And so his truck wasn't missing, um, and then investigators they, obviously they went through the remains of the fire and they actually were able to find his shoes, his key, his work boots, his keys, and his wallet. So like all of his stuff is still there in the house, but he's not there. Um, so I mean, so that means obviously he either he either walked away or had or dro- had a ride, right? Like there was no
1: or you know drug out, whatever.
0: Or like, drug out. Yeah. Or yeah. are taken, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so obviously suspect number one, Steven. Sure. Um, so police they started questioning everybody. They questioned the friends, the family, the coworkers, um, and everything they got back. Like they were a good couple. They were in love. Um, nothing really stuck out to them. They were obviously engaged. Um, like I said, Steven worked at that body shop. Um, Rebecca was a waitress at a local pizza shop. Um, And they said a couple of one of her friends, one of Rebecca's friends even said she had been talking about going back to high school to get her GED and finish her senior year. Um, And then Stephen was encouraging her to do it. He thought it was a great idea. He told her to do it. He was supportive of it. Stephen's boss said he was one of the best employees that he'd ever had. he said he was super reliable. And actually, the boss actually, he said, you know, Stephen owned his own body shop tools. Those were his tools. And they were still at the body shop. Like he never he didn't take them with him. So they had all those all those personal belongings at his house. And then also his like thousands of dollars worth of Of like
1: his skill trade. Yeah,
0: like his tools were his livelihood
1: or or even like a livelihood of the future is
0: left there. He left it. Yeah. And so it was there's reports too online that he never picked up his last paycheck, but he actually he did. The police were able to confirm that he picked up his paycheck and he did cash it that day. Um, however, they said that's, that was completely normal. It's not like he picked it up and cashed it and had all this cash for like a weird reason. Like he always did that. He picked up his checks and he cashed them. A lot people do that. Especially yeah. Especially back in especially that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I didn't think that was like super you know, suspect or anything, but he did cash his paycheck, wasn't unusual. And then they said he spent the afternoon with a friend, his truck had been overheating and, um, Stephen knew how to work on vehicles. So he spent the afternoon with his friend, helping him fix his truck. Um, the friend said that it was, they were at Stephen's house. Uh, Rebecca was not home. She was at work, but everything been fine. He said, they, they talked, nothing seemed off. Uh, and he left for the night and when he left, Rebecca wasn't there, but Stephen was fine. Um, so that's that. I mean, that's all the information they have. Like, I mean,
1: that's, not that's a lot the of last known sighting of yeah. Stephen.
0: And so, you know, you have some people thinking that he did it,
1: sure. which is Natural. the most logical thing, yeah. really.
0: But then when you actually start thinking about it, if he did do it, he didn't take any of his belongings. He didn't take his tools. He didn't take his car. So that's kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. So, I mean, that's, that's like all the like main information that we have confirmed from the police. Like the case is still open. And that's all they have. That's what they have to go off of. There's tons of rumors, though. As we know, any small town has rumors. And one of, my, one of my things that I like to say or that I believe is that every all these rumors have some truth to them.
1: Whether it's 1% or 99%. Yeah, or like something. they
0: came from somewhere. Some right. of them were so far-fetched, um, you know, you don't even talk about them. But I just went through and just I talked to a couple people that are from Washington, Indiana. I talked to some people that um, knew Rebecca, knew Stephen. Um, I read some statements from his fa- his sister, um, Obviously, she said absolutely not. Would he ever hurt Rebecca? He loved her um, and that they were just really great people. They didn't have any, um, any records, any criminal records. Rebecca didn't. However, Stephen did. I will say he did have one. He didn't have a, a huge criminal record by any means. Um, but he five months before this happened, Stephen was arrested in um, like the next town over on a charge of battery and criminal mischief. And criminal recklessness, um, and he was in jail for forty-five days. Want to know why? Tell me why. <laughs> he took a baseball bat to the ex-boyfriend of Rebecca's car while he was in it. Yeah, so he took a baseball bat and to the car, um, and so that was five months before. So I that got him kind
1: of forty-five days.
0: That's what I thought too. I was like forty-five days. Like
1: seems excessive.
0: I mean, I guess he, he, took, he really must have done some damage to that car. 45 days. And it days. it didn't say... It says for battery, so I'm assuming criminal recklessness and criminal mischief would be, like, damage to the car, maybe, and battery would be to the person. I don't know. Anyway, he was in jail for 45 days to Rebecca's boi- because of Rebecca's ex-boyfriend. So I'm thinking, like, there's got to be some drama there. Some spice there. There was some... Something was heated, and I never yeah. found in all of the research that I went, like, why or what happened. I did find, though, police did question the ex-boyfriend they questioned him and he had an alibi he was at a friend's house the night of the murder and his friend corroborated that story however <laughs> I, say. I know my friends. <laughs>
1: yeah i got a list of like 10 people that i'm at their house at any time i was
0: gonna say i would be at their house too so um and that was one of the things that i read that they didn't really look into that much more they just were like oh okay he was there his friend said he was there
1: interesting this
0: fr- this ex-boyfriend is deceased now He died. So that's pretty much the end of that story. But that's a very, to me, a very likely scenario, I guess. My only thing with that, well, I don't know. My only thing with that, so there was no evidence of sexual assault to Rebecca because of the fire. It covered that up if there was any. And Stephen was gone, like disappeared. So, I mean, I guess depending how much he liked that car, I don't know why he would leave one and not the other. But I mean, to me, that seems I mean, man, lovers quarrel. That's a yeah. that's a big thing in I mean, any top days. of mind to
1: me, two things coming to mind. Like the idea of running away, first of all, running away is real expensive.
0: Yeah. Like, like and hard to do. If
1: you want to start a new life somewhere, like that takes planning and it's hard not to leave evidence of that planning and it takes money and one paycheck. Being cash is not enough. To start and anyway. leaving your tools, leaving your tools, your livelihood, leaving your your boots. Not you know talking I mean? to
0: any of your family who yeah. you're close I mean, with.
1: Like I, I, I unless he was just like that a didn't that that one did not I'm seem ruling, possible I'm to ruling me. Running out. That's running what I said. It,
0: that does not seem possible to me.
1: Unless he's like top one percent mastermind. <laughs> he didn't run away. But
0: the thing with being missing is that is always a possibility, right? You cannot rule that out,
1: right? I'm willing to bet the odds that he's I not a 1% mastermind. But, like, um. and then the other thing is, you if know. If he
0: did run away, too, how would he have gotten? He would have had to walk.
1: He sounds like he was with a friend, too, the same day. I yeah. don't know. I'm just there's saying. That's so the friend like, picked him up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Not, not speculating there. The other thing I would say that's really weird to me is, like, it sounds like a pretty passionate murder. If you're going to kill somebody and then light them on fire, like, there's right? some passion there. Um, which makes you want to say like, yeah, you know, lovers' quarrel possibility, but why do that to her and take him? Like, exactly. if it was the boyfriend, exactly, why do that to him and then take the boyfriend?
0: Yeah, just when you so just kill him. Both? I'm
1: guessing you got some more spicy rumors for me. I do. I have okay. some. I have a lot All right, of heated, let's hear it. a
0: lot of heated stuff going on in this town, All right. Washington. Listen up. If you're a small business owner like myself, you understand the value of time. There is always something to be done, and it's up to you to do it. Your business is your baby, and you rarely can trust others with it. But what if I told you that I had somebody that you can trust, someone that can save you time and help your business grow? I do. With Bow Digital, you have access to an entire team that will be there for you with marketing and advertising. It doesn't matter what the size of your budget or your business is. Bow can help you take the stress of marketing off your plate and free up your time to do more of the things you love to do with your business. Bow is a marketing company and a business partner, but my favorite thing about them is that they have become true friends. You can find out more about them and what they offer at bowdigital.com. Take it from me and put a bow on it. Um, so there was a lot of talk about this, like, like drugs, which okay. I feel like drugs could be related back to anything. It's always drugs in a small town, big town doesn't really matter. Um, so there, this pizza shop that Rebecca worked at, it was rumored and it was a pretty strong rumor that they were like, it was like a, a popular drug spot, trading drugs out the back door where you could drop drugs, buy drugs, stuff like that. A lot of people say this is a pretty simple case. She saw something. She saw something she wasn't supposed to see. Uh, you know, they followed her home. They went home. And Like I said, it was a small town. It wasn't that hard to find out where she lived. Um, and they they decided they killed her again. Why did they take the boyfriend? Would have just been probably collateral damage? Sure. In case she told the boyfriend or obviously he was home. So I don't know. I mean, that seems pretty like plausible to me. But I mean, like, if
1: you're burning the house, you're trying to eliminate evidence. Like, why not? leave him there kill him there pair that
0: evidence up exactly too. Well, i don't know about that one. I'm out. I'm you're out. out on that one okay okay so another theory is that so it, and also the other thing is like you don't know who the target was sure like did they want to take steven which to me to take somebody that means he was the target and they just killed her and burnt her to cover evidence but some people believe that she was the target and they burnt her to cover the evidence, and then they just took him. But again, that doesn't really make sense to me.
1: I feel like he had to be the target, right? The easiest way to get to me would be to hurt you, you know. And yeah, that like so that like. But then if you have if I have information that you need, yeah, then you would take me.
0: Yeah, that's true. So one of the one of the biggest rumors again. This is another one was that Stephen was asleep on the couch, um, and Rebecca was the target. They said that. Um, They being the people that I talked to, um, there was a a rumor in town around that time that there was this group of guys that were um, sexually assaulting and raping women. Um, And so they think that, you know, she was the target. They went in, they raped her, um, and they took Stephen. This right here, to me, that's one of my things, too. Like, I would say you would have to, it has to be more than one person. We'll be right back.
1: Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness?
0: I used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there.
1: And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference? It's the things like that, the people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me. On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts. I mean, to take, to, to kill one person and take another grown man. Exactly. Like, it's got to be more than one right. person. Right. Yeah.
0: So I'm thinking like if Rebecca was asleep upstairs.
1: I just feel like I'm dying before somebody takes me in that situation.
0: Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think it definitely probably had to be more than one person, which which fits with this theory that there was a group of men that were raping women. And which means
1: there's more than one person out there that can give us some answers.
0: And I looked into that and nobody had came forward. Um, I did talk to one guy that said that um, a lot of people he taught that he had a lot of people in town had said they were they were too scared to talk.
1: I mean, somebody just got killed and burned in their house. I'd be a little scared, too. Yeah. But you know what? That was a long time ago. Yeah. Like talk now. Yeah. Talk, talk. If you have family in Washington, Indiana, that was there when all this happened, like, let's see what they have to say now. Talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, there's no reason to be scared now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: So, um, there was, I will say too, something else that happened. Another, uh, another girl I talked to on Facebook, she was spending the night at her friend's house, a couple houses, um, down, like, like in the same area as, um, Steven's house, Steven Hendricks house. Um, and they were sleeping in a tent in the backyard that night. She was 13. Um, and she said they woke up to the sound of a loud like truck speeding away and it woke both her and her friend up. And when they woke up, they smelled smoke. And when they came out of their tent, they saw the house was on fire and then the crowd had started gathering at the fire. And so her and multiple other neighbors heard a vehicle speeding away, like right around the same time this fire broke out. So that, that plays into, that gives you a little bit more to the theory of somebody took him yeah, and was getting out of there quick. Yeah. So there's I mean, a couple of those oof, I know yeah. I know okay so this is the last one and this one's pretty good too um, this is this one's oh, this, this creeps me out okay so there was two other suspects um, there were two guys from Indianapolis who were hired to do work at the pizza place where Rebecca worked and they were there that day doing electrical work the day she was killed she worked that day too so she was there they saw her that day um, the bartender that worked there that night, said that these two guys came, they, they did their work during the day, and they were having drinks at the bar at the pizza place that night. Um, and they, they were talking to her, like talking her up at the bar. And they mentioned that they wanted to find some cocaine, and that they needed a place to stay for the night. And they asked her if they could stay with her. And obviously, you know, she was like, absolutely not. Um, but so she was like, you know, so she was she was getting annoyed with them because they would not leave her alone, asking her about drugs and where to stay and flirting with her and all that stuff and so she finally told them that um she could stay they could stay with her um and she gave them the wrong address so they would leave and leave her alone and she told them when she got off work or whatever she lied to get them away from her which go girl like smart right and so um they finally they left um
1: they left before she did
0: yeah and so they left Mm. Um, and you know, she's thinking they're going to the wrong side of town because she gave them the wrong address on the other side of town. However, somehow they found out where she lived. Um, and when she got off work that night, she went home and her brother-in-law, her husband's brother was living with them, which my brother-in-law is also living with me currently for a couple of months. Your brother, if he ever does this, like he's kicked out for sure. Um, the brother-in-law had let them in the house. So when she got home, these two guys from the bar were sitting at her kitchen table. Yikes. Yeah. Absolutely not. And so in the, and, and the brother-in-law's defense, they obviously knew her from the bar. And so they acted like they knew her or whatever. And they thought they were friends and whatever. And so she gets home and she's like, what the heck? And she kicked him out. She was like, you have to leave. You are not staying here. She's probably also kicked the brother-in-law out, too. I probably would have, too. But like all three of you guys. I was going to
1: say, you haven't mentioned him before this point. He was living under the same roof.
0: As this lady, yes. As the bartender. Hmm. Um, And so she kicks these guys out and she said that the last time that she saw these guys, these two guys, she kicked them out of her house and she looked out her window and watched them, you know, probably like to make sure they were leaving. And she said she saw them, they got in their, their truck that they were in, they both were in the same vehicle and she saw them like driving away from her house and she said that they were going in the direction of Oak Grove Road. So not like, to it per se she lived in town and steven's house was on the outskirts of town but she said they were heading like in that direction no idea if police ever spoke to these guys or if just like heard this from others um but it's it was said that these guys just spent the rest of the night just like driving around um Washington because they didn't really have any place to stay so she said that she kicked them out locked the door and when she looked out the window they left they were walking toward Oak Grove Road that's what and it was in the morning early morning hours so it was before the fire started um she didn't see them going to the house she didn't see and and she couldn't even see the house it was just the direction of Hmm. these two strange men The police, um, there's really no, there was no information if the police ever found these guys or if anyone spoke to them. But it was like it was rumored that these guys just spent the rest of the night driving around town, just like creeping. I guess I don't know. And so the police, um,
1: and these two are official suspects.
0: No, um, they were not ever ruled as suspects. Um, They, the police never, the police never found them and were never never able to question these two men. Um, They did say though that those two men from Indy have been since confirmed dead. So if they had anything to do with it, they're dead now. So the ex-boyfriend's dead and these two creepy guys are dead. Interesting. So all of that was just like a big coincidence, really. These two guys worked at the restaurant that Rebecca worked at. The day that she died, they were there. And they had this creepy encounter with the bartender that worked there. The bartender knew Rebecca. They worked together. So uh, just like a really weird coincidence, maybe. But crime of opportunity also?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean that's there's a lot sheesh. Again though, why would those two take Steven? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I was hoping that one of these rumors would like be like, yeah, that's the one, you know? <laughs> I guess that's why it's still an unsolved case though. I was because, gonna say it's
0: it's still um, uh, yeah. I mean there's just so many I mean, there's a couple of them. So another one of the rumors, the last rumor was that um, uh, it was, this was in 2019 actually. Um, and and the people that I was talking to online said this was like a rumor from the get-go. But apparently there was like a funeral. So Oak Grove Road goes down, it runs east and west through the center of Washington. On the west end of Oak Grove Road is the Oak Grove Cemetery. And there was a um, funeral that was going to be held there in the next day or so or whatever. But the grave had already been dug. And so... It was rumored. I, I, I read online and from all of Google Maps and searching from the house, Stephen Hendrix's house, you could see the cemetery. Hmm. It was very close, and so I guess it was always a rumor through town that whoever killed Rebecca and took Stephen put him in that freshly dug grave, and then within the next day or two, they put the casket on top and then buried him. That was a rumor. And so in 2019, apparently the ISP found that to be like a credible enough rumor, and they went and they dug up Oak Grove Cemetery, and they searched it with like um, cadaver dogs and everything, and they found nothing.
1: I mean, again, like if that's a rumor, you got to look into that. So respect to them. I mean,
0: all of these are rumors,
1: but but that one was
0: strong enough for them to check.
1: Why... In that scenario, why kill her and light her on fire and put I him in an empty grave? I have no
0: idea. I mean, fire is like one of the best ways to destroy evidence, I guess. So maybe if she was like assaulted, better than
1: putting in an unmarked grave.
0: I guess <laughs> I don't grave, know. Well, yeah. apparently, because 2019, they would have found him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that was that's that. I mean, you have these. You know, you have all of these um, suspects. You have all these theories and rumors, and I just. I know there's there's got to be some truth to some of these rumors, you know? Like um the drugs.
1: I mean, something happened. Something sketchy. Somebody was going saw
0: on. something. I mean, you have these two seemingly like really good people.
1: Yeah, it just it sucks to have. One
0: turns up yeah. dead and one has not been seen for 30 what, what was it 35 years. Like if they years? were
1: completely innocent, I hate for myself years. for even like mentioning that as a possibility. You know, that that like could have been foul play like on their behalf, you know. Yeah. But on the other side, on the other, I mean, I just don't know. It, let me ask you this. This is one thing I've been thinking. Was there any proof that they were together that night? Like, I know you said that he was with his friend and then he went back home. But, like, did anybody ever see them together?
0: Not from what I read, no.
1: So, like, she was at could, could the, he have so, gone missing before she did?
0: Could have, yeah. I mean, Stephen's friend left that evening and said Stephen was at home and Rebecca was at work and that she was fine. Or he was fine, sorry.
1: Like, the only thing I can think of is if they, like, got to him before she got home.
0: If one person... Yeah, I mean, one person could have, you know, killed him, and then she walked in the door and killed her, so I guess that's right. That could be one person.
1: And you said that the um, there was no sexual harassment no. or anything like that? Documented. Oh, before? No, I mean, like, uh, evidence of sexual... There was no
0: evidence, but they said that I mean, the fire burned. had... Yeah. They actually, they said, too, I mean, they said that she was dead obviously. Um, but they said her lungs were so damaged too. Like there was still a chance she was burned alive. Um, but again, the ISP said since she wasn't tied down, they don't think that happened. Sure. I, I guess she could have been unconscious maybe, Yeah, but there was not enough lung tissue left to determine that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think some one person could take two people um, at least, you know, one of no. if you had, if you were trying to control one, the other would run. I don't know. I mean, it's happened before. There's, I'm yeah. not going to say it couldn't. Um, but we're yeah, that's a good point.
1: Like in the case anyway, that's what know? I'm saying. So, so this like, case,
0: like, to me, it's like, you can't rule anything out. No, it could have been anything. Yeah. He, tr- he could have just disappeared. Not likely, but he could have, right. but still to this day. So his mom and his sisters are still alive and they're still like actively looking for answers for this and they, they don't know. No one knows. Uh, The rumors, it it seemed the the biggest rumor was that it was a group of people. Um, Again, though, a group of people like 35 years to stay quiet and nobody slip up for 35 years. Yeah. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Small town, too. Small towns. I mean, heavy stuff. If you have any information or if you can think of somebody to ask, you have an uncle that used to live in Washington, Indiana. Just see what they think.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what did anybody see that car driving away? Like, right. if somebody happened to be looking out their window that night or saw a vehicle speeding away, or all
1: we have right now is this loud truck. If somebody's like, Yeah, I saw a loud exactly. blue truck, I mean, that's something that matters. Yeah. That any detail matters, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so they asked, so um, uh, the Indiana State Police they still consider this case to be open, um, and they're asking if anyone has any information on it, anything at all, even like the smallest stupidest thing. If you think it's just stupid and it would never matter, they are asking for it. Um, they said, um, that you can call one eight, one, two, four, eight, two, one, four, four, one. Um, that's the Indiana state police number for Jasper, Indiana. Um, and that is who is in charge of this case. Um, and I hope, I mean, I hope it doesn't, I hope it gets closed. I hope they don't close it until they have answers.
1: I mean, that's the goal with every one of these episodes that we're going to make yeah. is, is for it to be something that can be closed, that new information, new questions are asked. And, uh yeah, let's, let's find some of these people. Someone knows. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I.